This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Emotional wealth combines emotional intelligence with resilience and the understanding that our emotions give us information. It's really important not to shy away from our emotions or to try and close them down because this can have a detrimental impact on our mental well-being and can end up causing us harm. So for anybody who's ever been told that they are too sensitive, now's your time to actually own that and celebrate that because you're not too sensitive. You are wonderfully sensitive. You are feeling those emotions and that is a more healthier way to live and to be. To help us to be more emotionally wealthy, we have a set of presuppositions that help to guide us and to focus us so that we can start to put things in place to start to build up that emotional wealth. This series focuses on those presuppositions and asks the question, How does this help us to work with our emotions and increase our resilience? So today's presupposition is, we are able to let go of relationships that do not serve us. So how can focusing on this presupposition support us to be more emotionally resilient? Because we all know that relationships of any kind you know, whether it be in our personal lives, in our work lives, they can cause us to feel all sorts of emotions, probably all of the emotions at one time or another. Um, So I actually think this is a really, well, it's a really juicy one. It's a really, really interesting one as a presupposition. And and what by that, what I mean is that there's a lot to it. It's kind of multi-layered and it's quite challenging. If you think about it, this idea that, we're able to let go of relationships that do not serve us. I suppose it's got the potential really, if we're going to focus in on it, um, you know, with a view to feeling more emotionally resilient. For me, it suggests there's a bit of work to do because, you know, we might need to go to places that perhaps we'd rather not go to. We might need to think about things that perhaps we'd rather not think about. You know, it might be that it's taken us more to those emotions of hurt or discomfort. Um, but in the longer term, you know, if we do a little bit of work around this, we could actually find ourselves more at peace with the situation. And there's a kind of a payoff for, for doing some work around that. And it can unburden us perhaps in, in more ways than one. So I'm going to ask you, Claire, 
what you think about this presupposition and, and kind of how it relates to our emotions from your perspective. So I agree with you. It is very multi-layered within it, but at its very core, for me, what this is doing is saying relationships that don't support us, don't let us be who we are, accept us for who we are, support us through the different kind of emotions that we go through, are the kind of relationships that we don't need in our lives. So if we have a choice, and there is always a choice, then we can make that decision to move away from them, to build more relationships with people who celebrate who we are, who let us be who we really are, our authentic selves, because that supports our emotions. Because every time we interact with somebody, it either builds us up or knocks us down. So even those that are quite neutral, you know, interactions still can build us up or knock us down a little bit. They're not totally neutral. So if we are in relationships of whatever kind, so let's take personal, for example, any friendships or partners that we have, if they don't let us, be our authentic selves, support us when we are, you know, in a bad place, celebrate with us when we're in a good place, then are they really a friendship that we need? And in the case of a work aspect, you know, which is potentially when you can't get away from those kind of relationships, is it worth your mental health staying in a job if, it does cause you hurt or it does often knock you down as a person. So the reason it, for me that it helps us with our emotional resilience is if we have more in our lives where they build us up, then the smaller aspects of those people who do knock us down, if we have to deal with them, is actually that we are able to deal with that in a much better way. We are able to respond to what's going on and deal with things, as we've talked about in previous presuppositions, in a more assertive way, in a more win-win situation, where we still respect them, but we also respect ourselves. And, you know, whatever is going on for them, it's left at their door. We're not taking that on. We're not taking any of that feeling away you know our feeling is no we've dealt with things in the right way and if we have more of those relationships that build us up I think we're more able to do that and some relationships are toxic and need to be let go of and we just don't realize that and I think that's a huge one and it can really impact on our emotions if you are constantly feeling worried that you're not going to be accepted you're not going to be listened to they're going to take what you say the wrong way um you know that you're 
not able to say something that people are just going to be horrible with you because you've said something or even go, right, well, you know, I don't want to know you or whatever it happens to be, then actually are they really relationships that you want close or do you want to distance yourself from them? Does that sort of answer the question that you asked? Yeah, definitely. I haven't thought about it really in this. What I really like you, this what you explained about this kind of like our interactions, you know, they have the potential to build us up or have the opposite effect. And like you say, even even a more neutral interaction can leave us feeling a bit sort of blur or a bit kind of indifferent. Or mm. so everything evokes an emotion of some kind or feeling of some kind, doesn't it? And yeah. I actually think that's quite a useful sort of checkpoint to come back to, you know, with, not that we're kind of overanalyzing every single interaction, but actually <laughs> you start to notice that actually, you know, when I, when I speak with that person or when I hang out with that person, it's I'm coming away feeling this, you know, and, or I'm not feeling perhaps how I would expect to feel in that particular relationship. That's a good sort of um, thing to be aware of, isn't it? That can kind of, and from there. So it's kind of like we always say our our emotions are giving us data, they're giving us information. Yeah. So that's a real information point for you. But I'm wondering, you know, kind of this idea of letting go, because that in itself then conjures up a whole load of other emotions. Certainly for me, somebody that's kind of really inclined to hang on and cling on, you know, I will make this work. I will, I will be, you know, I will will let it beat me kind of thing. Um, Because this idea of letting go for some of us can be, can be really, really challenging. And and sometimes it's the, the idea of, or the fear of what that's then going to throw up a whole Mm -hmm. load of other emotions. You kind of might be switching one set for another set. But there's a kind of, I think we've talked before with some of these other presuppositions about going through a process of transformation. Mm. It kind of takes you somewhere more rewarding in the longer run, doesn't it? And I think that's yeah. the resiliency, isn't it? That's the the thing that enables, as you say, to kind of, to build you up. Because, it, and why do we find it hard to let go of things? Well, I think, I think a lot of it's to do with, you know, habit and familiarity and, even when something's maybe not giving us what we need, there's some, we're getting something from it in yeah. a weird way, aren't we? And there's all kinds of sort of psychology around that. Um, so yeah, no, you definitely kind of position that in a really, really interesting way. And I think that gives us a lot of food for thought. I think it also, for me, you use the word choice. Mm. And yeah, that's a really powerful word, isn't it? You know, with, with this kind of stuff. So when we're feeling... Oh, that's that's hard you know and, and I know when we've talked to people in sessions about this presupposition this is the one that often people sort of stuck with don't they they're like oh they're kind of a bit resistant to that one at first for lots of different reasons and the word choice yeah that that can be a bit of a needs a bit of examination doesn't it sometimes yeah. I think again yeah I think like so what we've come across before when we've delivered this training um, and what you were saying there about this hanging on and no I'm not going to give up on this there's another aspect of the letting go 
part of this letting go of relationships could be that you let go of the idea of what you think that relationship is or should be and accept what it actually is. So it might be not letting go of a friend, but accepting that actually it's not the friendship that you thought you had. It's a different kind of friendship. Um, it could be, or like the same with your partner uh, or in business, whatever it happens to be, the letting go doesn't necessarily mean you're blocking out that person. It could be, you know, we have a lot of this with members of family who trigger people a lot and yet it's like well it's family and it's like okay so maybe the letting go part is the you know you're letting go of I have to get on with my family and I have to see them and I have to put up with what has been said or any of that or all of that and the letting go is they're going to be what they're going to be and it's not going to come into me it's, I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to let it come into me. I will manage that. I will manage when I see them, how we interact to the best of my, that could be the letting go, that you're letting go of the fact that they constantly trigger you. You let that go. You like, let it brush off you, wash off you. You go about and you just, you know, go along. It could be anything like that. That's, that's why there's a choice. And when we talk about the choice, we always say it's more than it's more than two. Choose a dilemma. So it's not I have a relationship with them or I don't. That's why it's much broader than that, because the choice is, OK, do you want to fight for the relationship? Do you want to let it go? Do you want to accept it in a different way? Do you want to have less interaction with them, but still see them from time to time and you manage when that is? There are there are lots of different, you know, combinations of what that could be. And that's the choice. The letting go isn't necessarily the relationship altogether letting go of it. It could be the idea of what it is or it could be accepting what it is rather than letting go of of what you hoped it would be or what you thought you needed and accept for what it is kind of thing. So there are other ways of doing that. And I think potentially that helps more because what you're still doing is you're letting go of the stuff that is really going to impact on you. And that's going to help your mental well-being. Something you said at the very start about you know, this relationships and how it can impact on you and whether that is something that, you, you know, you've got resilience against, you can build yourself up. It, it's about understanding that you can be you and you need to be you. You know, it's really, really important that you don't try to fit in. You know, you go with who you are and if you're not accepted then that's their loss not yours and it very often feels the other way and you were saying about how people maybe don't want to think of it you know they don't they would they don't want to think of this because it's hard or they don't want to think of it because it's upsetting and it, it, it really is you know having having actually let go of friendships and relationships that 
are no longer serving me. It's always hard, even when it's your decision. And I know you know that too. It It's still hard. It's not easy. But we're not saying, we're not really not saying that this is easy. We're not. We understand how difficult it is. What we are saying is it's important to do it for your your mental health for your emotional wealth so that you know you can live your life with who you are and that's that's you know at the end of the day what we should all be doing we should be able to live as who we actually are because we will be accepted not by everybody but we don't need to be accepted by everybody is that yeah yeah help definitely I think this is I mean we've talked before on these about how empowering you know a lot of them can be and I think this one in particular can be very empowering when you sort of get through or even just as you're going through this Mm. this kind of process I was thinking as well that it sits really nicely this presupposition with a couple of the others I mean they all kind of relate don't they they do yeah particularly relates for me with the you know one we talked about you know in the start of this series about valuing ourselves Mm. and I think if we've done some work around that presupposition actually when we kind of arrive at this one I think that's kind of started to build us up Mm. you know and we can kind of use that um to apply here but you also mentioned the word about being authenticity you know and being ourselves and yeah, it relates really well to kind of being comfortable in your own skin, doesn't it? Mm. Being comfortable being your authentic self. And I think that's where our emotions are concerned, where our feelings are concerned. When we find ourselves being, you know, kind of out of alignment with who we really are, that actually mm. causes us such a lot of distress internally. Yeah. And, and you know, some of us kind of deal with that by just ignoring it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Kind of pushing that away and that can go on for years it can go on for decades in some people's mm. cases can't it but, it can yeah but ultimately over time that kind of stuff it rears up doesn't it you know it does yeah it sort of it pops up often at <laughs> unexpected moments or when you you kind of don't really want it to and I suppose that's what we're saying isn't it by kind of looking into this a bit more and knowing yourself more and, and valuing yourself more actually you can you can start to kind of transform a relationship and I loved what you were saying about um and it was funny because I'd, I'd, I'd kind of made a note about something about reframing the relationship mm. so what you were saying was just absolutely spot on for me because I think so much of our how we think and feel about things is driven by our expectation of something yeah. You know, it's sort of, so it's not even the thing itself. It's the idea of the thing or the idea of what we think it should be. Mm. Um, So already we're kind of dealing with an abstract notion or, you know, kind of something that we've got from somewhere and we're not really looking at something as it is. And of course, we've all got our own views of reality. We've all got our own maps and all that kind of thing. But actually, I think knowing that we can shift that expectation that for me is very empowering. And I've I've done that personally, you know, with relationships, you know, where I'm kind of constantly feeling like I'm looking for something in a relationship that, and I'm thinking, why am I not getting this back from this other person? 
Yeah. And that's kind of making me feel all kinds of things that, you know, and then you start to doubt, then you start to feel lack, you feel that lack of self-worth and it all comes back onto you, doesn't it? Yeah. Whereas actually, you know, taking a closer look at this and examining this. And then I remember having a real epiphany moment with, with a particular person that I'm thinking of that I thought, ah, they're not able to give me what it is that I'm looking for, for whatever reason. And that's not yes. to do with me. That's a very liberating moment, you know, to have that realisation and then to actually be able to reframe the relationship mm-hmm. in a way that makes it, it makes it, you know, more giving, it makes it more productive, it makes it more valuable. For me, the, the result is that you're not only valuing yourself, but you're valuing them and you're able to see that person in a different way. And that's quite you know that there's a lot of of joy to be had in that actually um you know without so the letting go I really like this idea that that in itself can be lots of different things yeah not a kind of an all or nothing as you say you know it's not a real choice then is it if it's just one thing or another thing yeah but I do think that's how we tend to think about a lot of stuff in life isn't it it's kind of oh yeah black and white in that way yeah, I, I think like what you were saying with expectations and it's like, oh, well, that, that's not what I thought it was. Right. Well, it's not right then. So I do think even though, you know, we're not made up like that and, and I think everybody would agree it's not black and white. There are so many times in our lives when that's how we take it. It's very, oh, it's black and white. It's very, it's good or it's bad. Or, you know, it's, yeah, it's, we we can't have it all one way. And that includes, we can't be happy all of the time. You know, it's just because we wouldn't be thankful for it. We wouldn't acknowledge that, you know, it's, it's just strange, just how we are as human beings. And I think that's a really key point. And, I loved what you said about expectations because, well, we know that, you know, we have been, we've even done a podcast on that because we've had so many coaching clients who get in their own way because of expectations. You know, it, expectations have got in my way because I've put too much expectation on myself or I'm expecting too much of, of somebody else and I've got to let that go. And that's different I really want to say that that's different from having boundaries for yourself and having a value for yourself. It's not about that. It's about the high expectations. You can't expect, you know, um, too much of yourself all the time. You're not perfect. You know, this, we, and we've had a, a podcast about perfectionism, but it's all intertwined in that. These expectations that we put ourselves can have a detrimental effect impact on us and effect on our mental health so actually it's knowing it's knowing what you what you want and what you have to have and what that means for you and not using the word should because should's always a bit of a kick up the backside kind of way it word for me it's not a motivating it's not it's not accessible if you want something that's different if you need it you really need it that's completely different so it is still having those boundaries and I don't know 
does that make sense the expectations versus like these boundaries those that we put on ourselves so we're still valuing ourselves yeah definitely I think I think it's sort of listening to you is this is a real complex one isn't it and there's such a lot going on here but I also think that it's part of this thing that we talk about a lot about getting to know ourselves getting to really understand what's going on you know in a situation or in a relationship and to and to really tune in and to notice and I think when we're maybe not feeling you know I don't know when we're not like that we, we go on autopilot a lot don't we and we just kind of fall into patterns and I think what I'm fascinated by as well is the, the phrasing within this one you know this idea of something that's not serving us mm. well how would we know that how would we know if something's not serving us or if we're just being a bit awkward you know or if we're, we're just or does it come back to well I'm expecting too much or mm. I haven't set my boundaries in place or you know so going back to one of, I know I keep mentioning all the other presuppositions today but going back to an earlier one about that we did in the series about taking personal responsibility mm. so that has to come in there as well doesn't it and it's sort of yeah we can be more ch- tuned in do you understand what I mean when I'm saying sort of tuned in to what's going on and then that enables us to see things more clearly I think totally yeah I, I do I think you're spot on there it's how do we know if it's not serving us or yeah that's just too high an expectation I personally genuinely think deep down we know that I think our guts mm-hmm is brilliant and will tell us, um, you know, what that is. Um, I know from like, from my side of things that there's, there's friendships that I have that I'm, I think I've expected more from them. And then they're still in my life. Cause what I've done is I've gone, okay, they can't give me that, that, but it still serves me because it still gives me other things but then there are certain relationships that I've let go of because it's like, why am I always the one fighting for this? Why am I always the one giving? And yet like the other way around, actually when, I, and one of them was when I really, really was in a dark place. They showed me that I couldn't rely on them. They showed me that they weren't going to, you know, take care of me, have my back, all of that. And that for me was a deal breaker. That is for me a deal breaker within that relationship. I'm not expecting that from other relationships because there are other relationships that are different. But that was a relationship that I didn't feel safe in. And that that is not serving me. And that's my, my way of going, okay, what is this about? They've not even addressed this with me. They've not told me why. They've just not even interacted with me from there. Okay, then what is it I need to do with that? I need to let that go because that's clearly not serving me. I think you genuinely know, you know, and it's. I'm not saying it's not hard because it still is. It's still very hard and it can be raw. But actually deep down, you know whether it's serving you or whether that's something that you are expecting of somebody that they just cannot give or that it's never going to be that kind of friendship relationship work relationship whatever it happens to be do think we know that and if we and if if we don't then it's sitting with it for a little bit and maybe letting go of the needing to know right now 
and that we will know at some point. And, and again, I've done that myself. There is this, I want to know now. I really want to know now. And I think a lot of that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. We're all very much, a, you know, we want it at our fingertips. And yeah, actually, sometimes it's like, no, okay, I need to wait. I need to wait and find out what that is going to be. And I will only decide then. But that's that's half the problem with, you know, the whole aspect of mental well-being is to some expect to some aspect the same as physical people expect that you know I expect to go to one dance class and be able to be fit enough to carry on doing the dance class not to be knackered after it you know and it's like three dance classes later and I'm still exhausted yeah because it takes time to build up you know your resilience your your muscles and all that it's exactly the same with your mental well-being very often we give up at the first hurdle so let go of the relationship with yourself over expecting things to happen straight away and understand that just need to give this some time and that always helps as well with our emotional resilience 